What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. How you been, man? I've been good. Good, good. Positive. Positive? Positive. We had a good weekend. We went to a super retro con mm-hmm. um, with our homies from Stay Nerdy Podcast, Janice and Abel. It was fun. It was smaller than I expected, but a lot of vendors, a lot of toys that, that reminded us of how old we are. Oh, I get reminded every day. But, <laughs> so the question the question I had that day was, and I'm asking again, is because, like I said, I'm not nostalgic for things that I remember. Like, I'm not nostalgic for Smurfs because I get reminded of Smurfs all the time. But, like, what I would get nostalgic for as far as what I would buy as far as a toy is something that I am not, oh, like, something I remembered because I saw it. So the question is, is there anything that you saw this weekend that you're like, oh, snap, that was a thing? That that was a thing. That was a thing. Well, you didn't find anything? Uh, I'm to, I'm, you have to give me a minute. I'm trying to think right now for whatever. Eat the cat. Eat the cat. That was anything. All right. So everything that I was outside of Funko and um, like the X-Men figures, a lot of them were just doing the Legends that are more recent figures. But things that I remembered, or there was uh, I. You know, funny. I did not see it, but I remember it as a doll, and when I was growing up, and I don't know why. Maybe I was looking for it. That's when it reminded me of it. Was uh, I honestly can't even remember the name of it, but it was like monster. It was like this doll, and it literally became a TV show, cartoon, and even a movie. I think where this figure was just like a monster. It was kind of like a Tasmanian devil, but he had like broken cuffs as well like he had chains and cuffs that he broke off and it was I, purple i believe i don't remember. <laughs> oh you know what i did mm. did see mm. were heathcliff toys see that was that was another one that was i saw the plush and there was a, a toy that i, I saw that also you that know what's funny is that that garfield became a thing right garfield became popular he got, he got two movies but heathcliff never never gained any popularity like, like no, he, no pop culture popularity, anyways. Heathcliff was uh, just the the secondary show after Garfield on the same on the same half hour episode. Were they on the same thing? I, I thought like they were the, like completely separate. I thought that they were because the whole were, point of Heathcliff was that he was a badass, right? He would yeah, just, but he was in Garfield's but, world. He was, yeah. This is what I mean. Oh, my pet monster. Yeah, like they literally had a TV show for it. Um, I thought that they I were, thought they. I mean, I I'm, I don't know, man. For me, every cartoon was Saturday morning. Yeah, like, and I think so, that's so weird. Like, I, kids don't do that now. I mean, not not to say that they should or be nostalgic. Like, oh man, they should. You know, no. I just find it bizarre because when I was a kid, it was like that was the thing. Like, you don't care what you did. You had to wake up early Saturday morning just to watch cartoons. Yes, but I guess there's just not that many. Or no, well, well there really isn't. I, I mean, I don't know. It's been years since I ever woke up a Saturday morning to watch. No, cartoons, but I'm but saying, but our nieces don't don't look forward to waking up a Saturday morning to just watch cartoons. And what they and, watch, and, literally, they can watch all day because they do TikTok, they do YouTube. They, they, so like, it's always everything's available. Cons- everything's consumable on YouTube, so they don't have to wait till Saturday morning. Yeah, they just be like, I can watch it later when I wake up. I, I guess that that forced you when because we didn't have social media and uh, well, access to technology or information like that. If you think about it, we're still kind of progressing. But if you here really want to break it down, is we come from a world, and it's still here kind of thing. We come from a world where everything that we wanted to consume 
was given to us in a very stringent and strict schedule, right? Yeah. That no, that world is slowly but surely disappearing. No, it doesn't exist at all. No, no, it still does. Okay. Think about it. No, no, let me finish. The reason I say that is because cartoons, yeah. Let's say you find you don't want to watch one cartoons. The cartoons are available online, right? Yeah. Fine, but you still have different things. And don't get me wrong. Let's take away live because I don't want to say, oh, sports. Sports are live. They, they, that's going to have to do, be scheduled because... That's only going to be able to see yeah, it scheduled, right? Of course. But movies. Movies are slowly transitioning. Or we're, we're, about, we're about to switch completely where the only way you were able to consume them, they, they were controlled because they were obviously offered through a specific group, like, you know, movie theaters, this time, whatever. If a specific distribution, which is theaters. Exactly. But now that's no longer the case. You no, no longer have to necessarily go to a theater and to sit down. Because remember, if you want to consume a somewhat brand new movie, you had to go to a location and rent and rent a, a device, a DVD, a VHS to bring it home and consume it in that way. Yeah. So it was now it's literally getting to the point where any of that stuff, I don't care how old, how new old the movie is it's on there. You can find it somewhere. Or it's if easy. it's brand new, you could even to the point now that we've discussed it multiple times mm-hmm. is that movie the- or production companies are doing either. Same day streaming or at least forty five days from release date. I just I just found out that uh, Scream Five is already available on. Uh, oh yeah, Paramount. Yeah, I love that one. I want to watch it again. Yeah, it's been forty five days. But talking about release dates, yeah. Uh, let's get into a little bit of topics. And um, first off, it was DC announced just today that they're pushing back all. Oh, Warner Brothers are pushing back all their movies uh, from. Like uh, Batman, no, no, Batman, sorry. Uh, the Flash, you have The Flash, Shazam, Aquaman, uh, Willy, uh, the Wonka movie. They're pushing all these movies back by like at least six months. You can't say it's because of lack of success in movies right now? Not lack of success. I, I think due to the current climate of a lot of cost of living is going is is going up like gasoline just general i think people i think they're assuming that if gas prices go to a certain point that people are not gonna go out anymore or are gonna limit themselves to going out only when they specifically need to and i think they were like oh maybe if we push it six months oh hopefully this would subside i don't i find that i find that very bizarre especially for movie theaters because it's like the because the Batman fucking killed it yeah. in the movie theater. I think they made 150 million, or yeah, about 150 million opening weekend. Yeah, which is great in fucking numbers. And then to be like, let's push it back six months. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. It, makes it can't a, be that. It, it can't be that because I mean, gas just that announcement came out right now, right? But those yeah. kind of decisions are not made like in a day. So it's not like, oh man, gas went up to five dollars today. Let's go ahead and announce we're going to... No, they, they have to plan, plot, you know, talk about it. So it can't be gas prices, for one. Two, it it's irregular for me because for me, gas prices is more of... It doesn't regulate whether you, like, you know, necessarily where you go out. It's how you go out for the most part, how right? How often? Well, not just how often because think about it. I have a car. Great. I go, you know, because of the gas and everything like that, you know, I go out and do my thing. But I still want to go out, even though gas might be too high. So what do I do? Instead of maybe going out in my own car, hey, Uber carpool. Might, carpool, Uber might be a little bit more expensive, 
but cheaper than having to fill my own tank. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I feel like no. things just... You don't think so? No. Uber would be more expensive than filling up your tank. Really? I don't know. I feel yeah. like... If you fill up your tank with, like, a regular Uber drive would be, like, what, 15 bucks? Give or take? That could... For my car, I would fill up half a tank, and, that, I, and know, I, I could just, do several trips anywhere I want. The same I can, Uber I can does see, on one trip. I can see, like... Long distance trips being affected by the gas prices the way it is, but not going down to like three miles away to go to go have a dinner, <laughs> or literally two blocks away to go watch a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like the distance that that we're between the things that entertain us are usually not that far. Not to the point. Not to the point where oh my god, the extra the extra three dollars I have to spend in gas every yeah. you know whatever, it's gonna affect <laughs> me going. I'm, I'm I'm just. Like go to Miami, cool. I'm not going to Miami. That's, that's just that's just you know that's too much. I'm not going to Fort Lauderdale. I'm not going to Tampa. I'm not going to this. I get those things because those are at least three or four hour trips. You know, those are yeah. hour trips, four hour trips. Like, but literally going, I, let's say Point Orlando is where I used to go to the movie things all the time, right? Or, or like we just said Artigan or whatever, right? Those places are what twenty minutes away. Yeah, which not even twenty minutes. It's like less than like fifteen, ten minutes, right? That's gonna be less than one gallon of gas for me, because it's not less than twenty miles. So like half yeah. that. No, of course I get you. I'm I'm assuming I'm I'm just just throwing out that maybe that's because it is because it just seems weird. Gas went up from like it was what three sixty three seventy last week to like four fifty now, almost a dollar jump in the past like week and a half. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I'm not saying that's what it no, is. No, and I get that. I guess what I'm just saying is it's just kind of weird to me because it's like. Because COVID, when when they did it with COVID, it's one thing because they 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 made a prediction of like, well, this is all happening because we are unprepared or we didn't have the vaccine at the time or whatever. So I get that, but those were things you knew for a fact were going to dissipate. There is no guarantee of any of the gas prices right now ever going down. Yeah, it might go up completely. It might not. You know, might stay up, stay at that level. We have no idea. So that's why it's weird for them to be like, well, let's just wait six months. But, you know, six months, it could be like $20 a gallon. <laughs> so they're more likely to go watch a movie now than they would be later if that's your speculation. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe I think DC might be seeing so much success with their shows. They kind of, I think they kind of want to maybe milk that a little bit more. Yeah. Well, the data they have right now that they updated was, uh, yeah, uh, League of Super Pets, June 29th, 2022. Black Adam, October 21st, 2022. Shazam, December 16th, 2022. Then you have Aquaman that moved over to 2023, March 17th. Uh, Flash to June 23, 2023. And then they pushed back Wonka, December 15th to 2023. So that's a lot. That's a big jump from all. Of, it was you know big, what I feel it could be, too? Maybe they are reading the room in a sense, right? So they're really deciding, they're taking the extra time, six months, to determine a better distribution network of the of the movies, right? Like so. Well, if anything, maybe they, they, if, maybe if they're all Warner like, Brothers, so they if they will all go through go through HBO Max. No, no, I get that. But what about if in let's say six months they decide, you know, something? Since these movies are coming out and people are really liking what we have the content, instead of even caring that they go out to, to the movie network, let's just charge people like they did with Disney. Let's charge them an extra like twenty bucks per movie. Just to watch it at home. 
or you know like that could be it. They could be just trying to read the room and see where the real money is going to be if they come out these. Because movies. now, now what is it? Um, AMC try to introduce um, flex uh, variable pay mm-hmm. for the Batman, which is stupid. What? Oh, I think that's <laughs> a, that's a, probably another reason. Maybe that's the, that's a good thing. It's like, well, we don't want to come with that with now because they say they prices probably, are going to go up too for movie tickets. On on average, the the base is going to go up. But what AMC is doing is, it's like if that movie is popular, we're gonna charge you more if you really want to. Yeah, watch but it. we've seen the thing is about that is, is one thing if the movie, tickets go up, it's just it's just you know if what, it's standardized everything like on a level play for they all go up. I understand, but you playing it on like oh if let's but that's say, what I'm saying. I'd I am okay with it going up. Like if you tell me the average ticket is gonna be automatically twenty bucks, yeah. It's it. I'm not happy with it, but I expect it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It used to be like less than ten bucks. Then it became thirteen bucks. So if it's gonna be twenty bucks, it just feels like the natural progression of it. However, if they try to adapt the model that because it's not just you say Uber, but at the same time that's yeah. that's not a that's just Uber. That's hotels. That's uh, flight plans, it, right? Yeah. Airplane, they all adapt airplane. a very yielding type of uh, mathematics where it's based on the demand, right? Yeah. Which is interesting, but if you do it to movies, oh my god, can you imagine? Like, if you like, imagine you really will probably wait till like two weeks later to watch a movie because yeah. how popular is that movie going to be the first night? Yeah, how much demand would there be for that movie? That means if you're not the first person buying the tickets, maybe the first person buying the tickets is $13, but by the time, let's say, let's say five, ten minutes later, when people start buying those tickets, by the time it gets to the last one because of the algorithm. The last person buying that ticket is probably spending like sixty bucks. Yeah, that's some crazy. Or, stuff. or they're just trying to sell it and they just do it for ten. Oh, and that's even another thing. So they try to do that where they buy tickets to sell it off. Like, oh my god! Yeah. Like, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> oh my god! Ticketmaster.com. Not Ticketmaster. There's gonna be people outside of the movie. They're stopping movie tickets. Like, yo, 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 yo. Who wants a new Shazam? Who got, I got Shazam tickets tonight. Row five, row Yo, E, seats five, six, and seven. Got people bro. over here hustling, freaking, uh, uh, got hustling Aquaman tickets like it's freaking Bad Bunny over here. So like, Yo, yo, I got the new Aquaman, Jesus Samosa. Oh my gosh, and that that would be too much. That would be, you know, it's funny if they did that. I swear, oh, it, the thing is, they probably think it's a good idea, but in my head, I'm like, you are putting nail in the coffin yeah. of a movie theater. You Jason are Jason Samosa. That's why. Just think about it. Jason Momoa. I'm, I'm it might it might work out for some movies, but then the minute a certain amount of people start getting tickets where they're spending three times what the normal rate would have been, yeah, that's it. They're like, I'm never going back to the theater again. I yeah. just wait for it to come to streaming. That is exactly true. So it's. I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. I, I I think if it's a universal inflation on price, I understand it because everything is going up and. It 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 is goes along with the business, but using that Uber model of like that multiplier, depending on the demand for a movie, then it's not worth. If it's, I understand, I understand they do that for like concerts because it's a live show, um, flights because you need a you trying destination Uber because the time it's it's uh it's uh, yeah. But even the thing is, all those things had to be regulated to a certain degree. Yeah. Because I remember to this story, I remember a story where I heard about Uber where there was a mistake where obviously it's based on demand. So what happened is there was some kind of a, a, an emergency, like a, like a fire or something yeah. in some kind of city 
So people are using this this Uber system to get around. But it was a tragic situation that was going on. So people were getting charged like amount that was just unfathomable. Like if their normal price, let's take an example, like the normal price is like 15 bucks, people are paying like $300 or something like that for a ride yeah. or something because there is actually some an emergency situation is happening that's causing people Delays. to demand. Yeah. So Uber got in trouble for it because, or they got bad press for it because yeah. it was like, they would look like they were just trying to milk the situation. And I think, and I think that's because that's it's automated. But depending. that's what I'm saying. This technique will be automated too. So what I'm saying is, I can't wait to see because I guarantee you they will not learn whatever mistake or gap they're going to see in the, in this pricing model. Yeah. They will not see it until the big movie. Yes. So it might even happen with like the first movie, second movie, whatever. It might happen with like that, like whatever. Let's say, let's say all this was up and running before uh, uh, Doctor Strange. So it came out with whatever, like the, 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 the Batman pets movie, whatever, right? Yeah. Cool. Hey, look, it looked like it's a good way to do it. And then it came out with another movie, whatever. Next week, oh, look, it's still working pretty well. Then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of weeks later, then you drop, you know, the bomb Doctor on Strange. And all of a sudden, like, how is Timmy over here paying $300 for a ticket? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, like, you know, they just don't see, you know, I don't know. I just think it's a weird, especially now. Because yeah. those, like I said, those models are not uh, exclusive to Uber. It's something you recognize, but... Hotels have been doing it for forever, you know. Flights have been doing it forever. So to just all of a sudden, after all this time, to be like, we're gonna start adding it to movie tickets. Yeah, no, it's not gonna work. But I know you did mention. Well, I did mention um, the Batman, mm-hmm. uh, the Robert Pattinson one, and you also did talk about. You also mentioned how their TV shows are doing so well. Yeah, um, it was announced that uh, the Penguin, uh, Colin Farrell's character. Is gonna have his own limited, they said it limited series of the show, which I love. One is because it's limited, so you know you're only gonna get one good season. But it's a good Two, story. It, you feel like when you hear limited, you're like, okay, these people are gonna have a have a story to tell from beginning gonna, to end, and they're gonna tell from beginning to end. Without. And what I love it is that I feel like it's gonna end towards where part two is gonna be at. Where they would announce how part two they're gonna announce it to the what, next battle. What what's gonna be introduced into the next one, and. Um, they also said that, um, and this is going to follow the continuation of the Batman, and also they're going to do a Gotham City PD slash Arkham show, which they were saying is going to be more towards the horror side than a whodunit type of show. So I am excited about that. I just hope it doesn't, because I'm not, okay, so Gotham was fun, but I just hope uh, it doesn't fall into the trap of Gotham, which is like, because one of my favorite things about Gotham, there was one character. I don't even know if he was actually part of Batman's rogue gallery, but he was like a like executioner. He was a guy who liked to kill people with like you know electricity, or whatever. Right? Yeah. I have no idea if he's actually a part of Batman's rogue gallery, but I felt like it was a character they created on their own. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I wish that was like that, where it's like they were these kind of costume type villains prior to the Batman that mm-hmm. existed, but it's, instead of having to go into the whole Batman's Rogue Gallery, which they ended up doing in all of it. Yeah. And I feel like, th- I just hope that this one doesn't do that. They don't just fall into the Rogue Gallery. Like, if you want to talk about Cone and all these different uh, mob bosses who exist, obviously, they're already established by the time yeah. you know, this guy come in. Or they could even pull secondary characters to use as an anchor for those that not even part of, like, like how we normally say, like, just give us a character that 
is very obscure that nobody knew knows about and put them in the show and if, and feed off of that build something off of that yeah, that's make not, new characters build off and then to make it make them gritty like um and i feel like it's going to be gritty i feel like with with and we'll do we're doing a review on the batman not to take more ch- more time into it, but I yeah. uh, the way that that movie is, that noir feel, and the and I feel they're gonna for the justice uh, justice for the uh, Gotham City PD and Arkham show. I think they might follow that, and I feel that the Penguin show is gonna be very like Sopranos but darker. Mm-hmm. And I think and if they go that route and stick with that theme and that feel, it's gonna be fucking epic. I really do hope they they because uh, you know what I'm excited about the Gotham show though too is like. Because the whole point of the show shouldn't be about has not has should nothing to do about Batman, right? What it should be about because Batman's already an established character we know we love, right? But it should be about creating a show that introduces the audience to that city. Yeah, like make it make, make us make, make, make the us city see a, the character of the show. Yeah, make us see a make us see like um because obviously if you do a show based in New York, you're seeing New York. You know, you do a show based in Chicago, you're showing Chicago. So in this case, you're creating a whole different city. So to create a show based on that city so that you can introduce all the audiences to that city where they can start really picturing the low ends, the high ends, the the landmarks and stuff like that. Like you literally oh flush my God. out if, the city. If, if they really flush out the, the idea of like like the slums of 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 um Gotham and even like the high society and that balance yeah. that they have in between, and that be the the showcase and the idea of all the crimes that come through, either if it's low crime, like white collar crimes, everything that comes through there, but with that noir feel. No, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we like, should be writers. You bro. know, like um, when when you have a, a, a sorry Michael Keaton's Batman, right? And obviously that was over the top. That was that was fun though. But this, I remember even in part two and three and all that stuff. Part the two. way, well, well, the way they showed the city, the way they showed Gotham yeah. was like. Insane, but at least you can say that's Gotham. You know, like yeah, I'm not gonna say I don't, I don't want that for this show. But I'm just saying is like when you saw the Nolan Batman's, you just kept on trying to identify a city that exists now. Like yeah, was that Chicago? Was that New York? Was that this? Was that that? But like at least with the you know basically just make details for the city that don't exist anywhere else. Yeah, so that may, that way people start actually. Seeing like associating Gotham, like seeing Gotham Lam- like a physical landmarks, thing. Yeah. So yeah, associating landmarks with that, and creating its own landmarks and creating its own yeah. locations and stuff like that, so that way people can see that, like people still start because the thing about it, imagine that would be a great way to continue stories because then if this was successful, right, then you make something where it's based off of uh, of Superman's hometown, not like hometown, but his uh, city, yeah, Metropolis, Metropolis, and you start showing how but, the Metropolis looks. But also even that, going even deeper, was mm. that one of the WB execs was saying that the DC movies, that I guess they were trying to focus on making them standalone than a cohesive universe. I remember. Uh, yeah. uh, so I, I'm weird with that just because, I, like, remember, I, I kinda, we discussed a little bit where the way that it come off when they said it, it just feels like. They were trying to make it seem like it's an original idea when it really was just because you failed. <laughs> yeah, you failed. I'm it, creating a great universe. Yeah. Now you're going to resort to just singular yeah, storylines. Which is story fine, lines. but don't act like that was your plan from the beginning. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, that's what we planned the whole time. No, it wasn't. No, no. I guess after that, they were like, <laughs> like we fucked up, so now we're going to focus on this because we're not going to really okay, try, well, try like, that. As long as they don't try to play it off like, yeah, this is all the idea the whole time. Yeah. No. Like, no, no. We're going to do five different Batmans from yeah. five different universes. You messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's see what happens with DC because they have a, they're having a lot of moving parts going on with the dates, dates being jumped, like how we mentioned, Batman having a show uh spin up two spin-off shows and now that they declared almost like they're trying to f- refocus their vision on making singular story arcs than a uni- uh, like a cohesive universe so let's see how they come out at the end but it a lot of people were upset because they were looking forward for Shazam this year Black Adam this year the Flash this year and everything got pushed back so well, yeah, all the hype is being created for it right now, so it's kind of weird. It's like, hey, it's going to come out. It's coming, but no, it's not. <laughs> but, like, I do, I do think it's funny that DC is now realizing how they're successful with their shows because they, the they, the they had the Titans, and that has a lot of success, and also um, Doom Patrol. Yeah. So all those shows have their own, like, kind of fan base. So Peacemaker. Uh, Peacemaker is when they blew it out the water now. Like, that's yeah. basically their... Their version of uh, WandaVision at this point. Pretty much. <laughs> so it's a question to see what's going to happen yeah, next. I, th- I, th- I think it's going to see what happens, but maybe how you said, maybe they're taking a six month and stepping back and looking at looking at the horizon and looking at what they have in front of them and see if they have to refocus again for like the eighth time and try to find out a way to how to maneuver. I with just it. think sometimes like, you know, you know, the universe tells you where to go. And their movie, their their animated movies, their their TV shows, all this stuff are insanely good. Yeah. Even if you wanted to compare, like I'm not well, it's hard to compare the last three, you know, uh, as far as WandaVision and stuff like that to other shows. But other than those primary shows that recently came out, you you know, I would say DC had better shows than Marvel did. I th- am I saying that? Correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What? DC prior to WandaVision, prior to... Pre, Pre-MCU shows. Pre-MCU shows. No, pre-MCU shows that we know now. Because MCU shows had what existed before. Remember Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Uh, Agent Carter? Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm trying so, to... Oh, so, okay. If you were going to compare those to, let's say, Titans or Doom Patrol or Arrow or The Flash... Oh, yeah, DC would have. Exactly. So they had the upper hand when it comes to shows. And Except I'm, for the next book ones. Which one? Daredevil. Which Daredevil and the Punishers. Technically, technically, they were not necessarily Marvel. Like, as far as... They were, they were Marvel characters, just, but, but they, they were, were not part of MCU. Which they're going to be now, which is something Marvel... Marvel stepped up their game when it came to that. But before, DC couldn't be touched at that time. Yeah. So now DC can step up the game so they can match each other. However, they've never been able to touch Marvel and movies. And maybe, you know, maybe they can't, they're probably trying to find a way to do that. Yes. I just hope, like, you know, let's see. Let, let, like I said, let's all see what the future holds. Yeah. Next topic is uh, this current rapper, uh, uh, what's his name? Track Harlow. Mm-hmm. Um, he is set up to be the lead role in the White Man Can Jump remake. They haven't chosen the counterpart of... Of who's gonna be his Wesley Snipes, or if there is one, we're not sure. I don't know how what the story would be. Honestly, I really I'm trying to picture what kind of story you would have for that. It could be. Here's the thing. I think we are you, and I think when I read this, 
and you read and you're because and, I'm you didn't know about the story before. I think we're automatically assuming it's going to be current times because you would never know if it's going to do another 90s feel way man can jump. Just yeah, but uh, then that's another thing too is why would you call it a reboot if you're literally just going to do the same exact movie the same exact time that existed in the first time? You're not updating anything except yeah, for the. Actors. I'm assuming we're we're just saying I'm just saying because they haven't said they haven't speculated yeah. how the show is going to be or where the synopsis. The it's show just, or the movie? I'm sorry, the movie. Yeah. That's a show. Um, but the, how the movie's going to be played out or the synopsis of what, what the idea or the premise they're going to go with. Uh, we already know that White Man Can Jump is about... Uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, if anybody doesn't know, White Man Can Jump based on... Started with Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson was a kind of this, like... A, uh, he was obviously a white character, but he was also somebody who played off to be somebody who was like... You know, like somebody who's never played basketball in his life, he, he would go to these. He's courts. like one of those. Have you ever seen those YouTube viral shows that that guy goes like, like the nerd's like, oh, can you hold my phone so I could rap? And people just look at him like, you can't rap, you're a nerd. And he just spit bars. And this is the same thing Woody Harrison. He would just he just hustled people to come across that he was as a white guy just walking across and can't play ball, and he was pretty good with it. Mm. But at the uh, on the other end of the spectrum, he was an obsessive gambler. And I remember I told you that where. I hope as long as forget about the basketball, forget about the jump, you know the 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 certain ethnicities of the character. If you were to focus the movie on the fact that what do you you know Jack Jack Harlow is basically a an addicted gambler, yeah, like something something respect to um, the one that Adam Adam um, Adam Sandler did, Uncut Gems, Uncut Gems, where he is this somebody who is just addicted to gambling. But he has a skill set that he used, he likes to gamble with. Yeah. And he has to, has to deal with, like, he keeps on, like, he's on winning, but he loses at the same time. Yeah. That would be a cool premise for a movie. Actually, you know what's funny? You just touched on something. If this movie was more, white, let's say, it's called White Man Can't Jump, but if the movie was more about, let's say, Jack Harlow was a guy who would go into places acting like he knows nothing about hip-hop, but then just kill, kill like, well, like rap or hip hop, whatever, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden he, you know, just to bet money on him and like get people to bet on him, like basically play like play like the ringer, yeah, and then all of a sudden just drop bars and just like dominate our people, yeah, that would be interesting. I find that would be a more interesting movie than basketball at this point. <laughs> then no, I'm saying, but him trying to pretend like, well, I don't know basketball, so I'm gonna, I don't know, it just it didn't seem like the story at the time is one thing, but now I just feel like it's not as interesting as the story. Like maybe his height, I don't know. He's not. Did I know he's not a tall guy? I'm not sure how tall he is. So maybe that's. I, the, I've never heard his music, so I'm not sure. I have. I'm sure you have if you listen, if you look around. If I probably, but, and and I think a lot of it was bringing this back was because, uh, there's this like, YouTube sensation going on with well within basketball, mm. uh, spectrum is that there's these guys. There's one that's I, I think he's a white guy that he'll just go to random parks throughout like basketball courts throughout the U.S. And a lot of them he's been filming. Funny enough, was in Orlando, around Orlando Pine Hills. He's gone down to like Miami and he has mm-hmm. like a group, his like four friends that he goes with and they just roll up and be like, hey, let's play a five on five. We're next, whatever. And they'll just film the whole the whole game mm-hmm. and they just talk trash to each other. And everything, and I think that people that I think whoever's picking this up is like, hey, there's there's hype coming around that people are just going to random basketball courts and just playing games, and so you think they're tri- just modeling tri- after that, modeling after that, 
it could be that it could be just because of that people are gonna be like oh it's another sports like basketball movie which i was thinking about it i have not seen a sports movie in a while that's came out recently that's like not even de- like maybe decent but not that i could think of in the last like three years that i could think of this what about the football movie with the adam, the adam sandler people who came out with hometown yeah, I see that, but I feel that that was like rebound with Martin That's Lawrence. kids, kids, last kids, kids sports. Ba- kids sports, but it's more the the story was focused on the coach than the player. Like the the secondary stories were about the players and the team, but it was mostly on the coach and how he's trying to maneuver uh, his a transition to a new role from professional to mm-hmm. minor leagues or little league or anything else. But in, in these stories, mm-hmm. like you have, um, what was it? Uh, rebound you also have above the rim that you focus on the actual player itself like white man can't jump you're following you're following specifically Woody Hellerson's character and I don't remember I can't think of a recent basketball or any of a basketball sports movie recent I think with the last three years that we've seen that's sports related I'm drawing a complete blank and if I did I don't and and if I did that would be weird because I it probably didn't set it's funny because made, made an effect for me to remember I genuinely believe. I remember I've told you this before. I genuinely believe movies, especially the, certain theme movies, come around based on some kind of like. I think there's like somebody in Hollywood who goes like, would just write that on, on a piece of paper. This was gonna be popular, and then everybody makes that movie based on that. Because Space Jam. Oh my bad. Okay, kids movie. But the reason I say that is because we're talking about this movie, and in my head I'm thinking about a movie. Kind of similar, not similar in the sense of, you know, white man can't jump, but it's Adam Sandler training. Um, I don't even know how, where that guy's from, the culture is from, but about a guy to be a professional basketball player, street for, a street basketball player. Okay. So you haven't seen the trailer for it? No, I haven't seen it. Just check it out. It's like, you would think it would be, you think it was something about this movie, but it's not. Okay. I'm going to so look it up. Adam Sandler basketball movie. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm wondering if it's, now that's a trend. There's going to be a bunch of basketball movie comes out. Basketball or sports or some some type of like this is the trend of basket like the underdog basketball players. Yeah, which I watched Coach Carter recently. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, just a coach movie. I, I know. I love. I like that movie. It was good. Our next topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a movie that came out in two thousand seven. Uh, with Will Smith, I am Legend. And now they announced that they'll be making an I Am Legend 2 uh, with Will Smith return to return with co-star Michael B. Jordan. And a lot of questions came up to this because when the original movie came out, um, the, the theatrical release, Will Smith character dies. Uh, or it appears he dies. It was the after credit scene, wasn't it? No, no, no. It, it, it appears that he... No, his, it, it was kind of like... The, that he died like the way they made it seem even after credit that he died mm-hmm. in, at the end of the movie but there was a director's cut which the director originally wanted in the movie mm-hmm. that came out on the DVD that he survived he survived the blasts and he got out and he started walking away trying to find to do a massive cure for everything so now we're trying to figure out because this is part two mm-hmm. then how is this going to be a continuation? Um, is Will are they going to go with Will Smith still alive, or is it could Eric could be that? I'm assuming possibly is that. Um, 
something survived in that blast, there'll probably be like film documents of him doing the like doing the test subject. No, I think they they pretty much confirmed that he will be alive. Like, um, I think that I've read somewhere something like that. Like they basically go with the because technically what they're saying is it's not that it's not canon. It was basically extra cre- uh, extra credit uh, uh, additional bonus feature, right? Bonus feature, yes. And they said this is the first time an extra bonus feature is actually going to be more like it's going to dictate to where the movie goes. Yeah. So it was almost like it, it wasn't just part of the original, but it doesn't mean it's not canon. Um, no, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people, maybe a lot of people didn't watch the bonus features. Maybe people. No, just, I know, but they're saying that this is because the thing is, it's not like you saw his dead body. No, it was it and was it wasn't on stream death. It wasn't. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is that with movies, it's always death has to be like on screen to confirm it. Yeah, to make sure you can never bring it back, you have to confirm that like the death has to be part like has to be associated with it, which yeah. is kind of was, but it was more implied death. Yeah. Um, however, I believe mm-hmm. it Michael B. Jordan's his son. In the movie, you see this part where where he like lets his wife and his son go. Yeah. And it's assumed they died. So then it would It could be his son came back to look for him. Twenty years later? So Maybe. he would be like a lot older and he never left the island? I don't know. Maybe that's he what, that's what I'm saying. It's like if it's it's either that his son, if his son's trying to look for him, that means he he decided to stay there. I guess knowingly that his parent his his family died, so he had no other. There's nobody else for him outside, so he stayed there. But and that could be that could that that has that age gap that it would work. So it'll be interesting. I'm I'm not sure they haven't or really maybe re- maybe really something st- more interesting. Maybe Will Smith actually ended up. Becoming part of that the the tribe of those they uh, accepted him as one. Yeah, maybe like they 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 became some kind of a society or something. I don't know where my, and Michael Jordan comes looking for him, but then finds out he's that reluctant he, to leave, or he's become part of the something. I don't know something interesting where it's like that where it's where um there maybe he tells him, hey, listen, this only exists in this island. Yeah, like you need to leave. Like no, I need to find the cure. Like no, just let them be. Yeah, like he's trying to tell him to just let them live and just live there. So where would be? See, I'm trying to think what would be the action sequence because that would because them, them trying to leave without getting killed. But but if he's accepted, then there was no reason for him. Oh no, to no, be, let's say he's not accepted. Let's say he's there. He's still he's, hiding. He's still fighting. Let's say he's not yeah. even just hiding. He's just fighting. Oh okay. And Michael B. Jordan's in there just to try trying to get, to get him. him out. And he's like, listen, just let them live. Just let them be. Like just real, just letting them know. Hey, listen, you don't have to kill them. They don't. They don't pose a threat. Past. That would suck if he did die in that second one. <laughs> they were like, we didn't confirm the kill on the first one, but we'll fucking make it sure on the second no, one. But, he, yeah, but like, he dies. Like, can you imagine the whole time he's been twenty years, he's been waging his war, and the only reason they've been trying to come at him is because he's been killing them. Like, yeah. Then he finds out, like, wait, but you guys are villains. He goes. No, we're not. Like, <laughs> we're trying to stop you, you from killing. To, yeah, like he shows that his perspective. It's like, yo, you've been killing my family, and <laughs> for all the, the past right, twenty years, and like, of course, they're coming after you because of that. But he's like, no, but they're killers. Like, no, they're really not. Like, they're, <laughs> <laughs> the whole world's become at peace with them, and you're literally the only person trying to kill them. Oh man! All right. Next, so, next on topic, uh, yeah. Barry Jenkins. Um, if you know who he is, no, I do not. Barry Jenkins is a director, and he has uh, made movies Moonlight. He directed Moonlight, which okay. won a few awards. Uh, if Bale Street Could Talk, mm-hmm. 
And now he's doing the prequel to The Lion King. So this isn't a story going to be starring. We'll tell the young the story of a young Mufasa and Scar. And apparently it's going to be live action as well. And a lot of a lot of people a lot of grief that people had, which you said before, is their their success was their downfall. It was that they made it so real that there was no emotions to the animals. So I don't know if that's going to be a, something how they're going to they might address it to keep that realism and to give more an expression on how they feel. But he is going to do a Scar and Simba story. I mean, Scar and Mufasa story. Can you imagine if Scar, like Scar actually has a different name? Oh, and then he becomes Scar? Yeah, like maybe they, they call him Scar out of shame. True. So that's why he's become so bitter and jaded and whatever. It's like he did this one thing that was so shameful that they just, you know, like actually, let's say his name was actually um, Simba. <laughs> His real name was actually originally Simba, but they changed it because he did something disgraceful to the tribe. And then, then that'll be and a then they called move him Mufasa and called him after his own brother. Be like, you you were worthy of this fucking name. Something like that. <laughs> Only my son is. Like and to they, turn around that his son knows his son is the, the reason he died. So I got death by my own name. <laughs> yeah. But let's see. Bear Jenkins did do, like I said, I feel like he does. No, it looks like, I mean, it's a. It's better than him doing, let's say, the sequel that already exists. Yeah, where well, he 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 has a daughter. He has a, he has a daughter, and they think there's going to be evil or something. Like that. Yeah, because that's just going to be whatever. But the fact that they're going to try a whole different story to do it, and it's by somebody who does good good movies. Yeah, yeah. let's see what he can do. All right. So now, uh, before we get to some trailers that we've seen, yeah, we have one more topic, and this is super interesting. And I went to read it. I'm fucking all about it. Was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis okay. is coming out. With, she, well, she's making a movie with Blumhouse, but she's first coming out with the graphic novel of the same name and story, and it's called Mother Nature. And this is a story that she's, she said that she's been having in her mind since she was like 19, and it's a uh, echo, like echo horror, so like environment environment horror mm-hmm. and it's going to follow uh the story of a young girl uh named nova and she is her dad dies in like this oil experiment and she hates that the company the, the the oil company and the town that supports it because mm-hmm. they were the that's where they're based out of so she does a lot of vandalisms and and does a a campaign for sabotage until she finds out that a uh, discovery that the true nature of its mother nature is that the project has a long dormant vengeful entity that has awakened and threatens to destroy them all. Okay. So I feel like it's, it, it is interesting and I love the fact that it's Jamie Lee Curtis and she's going to be, this is going to be first she's co-writing the graphic novel and is going to be her dictatorial re- debut of this, and I think this is something that is long overdue for her. That she, that I feel like if she's she been, branches out outside of um, just acting, just acting, and I like when people do that. I like when actors express themselves. We have we we've seen some failures, but we've seen some huge success. Uh, John Krasinski, oh, with, it's the biggest success there, right there. Because, that's one of them. No, I mean it is. I mean, it's just it's funny because like I remember to this day. Um, do you remember a movie? I forgot. I'm trying to remember the name of it. 
it was um about this kid who became a writer for like a, literally he was a kid, but he became a writer for Rolling Stone and he ended up following a group around. Almost famous. Yeah. Yes. That was about the director. Like the, yeah. that was his life. That was his personal life. Like yeah. no, I know, but I'm just saying, but like I love stuff like that because it's like these people are interesting. These people have multiple facets, multiple things they, they can they can do. And it's interesting, like, if they start sharing it, yeah. especially when they start directing or maybe, like, it's almost like um, some of the most famous photographers are ex-models. Yeah, because they understand. Yeah, you start learning so much on one side, you start learning the other side as well. Yeah, you get from both sides of the perspective when you're on one side. But it, she's oh, she's one of my original screen queens. Of course. Halloween. And um, a lot of this was, um, it came out right at the end of the wrapping up of Halloween End. Mm. And I love the fact that the first movie that she's gonna do is a horror. I think it's just rightfully so. <laughs> no, like uh, like we like like we said earlier. Um, if if anybody in horror told me they were gonna make a horror movie, I would watch I, it. I would want it to. And when Robert, if Robert England told me he was gonna do like a movie, like a horror movie, I don't care if it had anything to do with Freddy or dreams at all. I don't. I don't care. I want to see it. I'm down for it. Just, hey, dude, if you tell me you're gonna come up with a kids book, I want to read it. <laughs> a kids book, a horror kids book. <laughs> It has to be hardest kids book. Just anything that he comes out with. Yeah, pretty much. Anybody from the from the horror industry, you're down for. It's just interesting because it's like look, look at the perspective, right? So let's say you see, um, could could you have imagined if it's only ten years ago? Told me you told me that, or probably at this point, probably longer than ten years. Told me that uh, Jordan from Key and Peele, um, is gonna is gonna write a is gonna write a horror movie that's gonna be legendary. Like what? Yeah, people were like, what? And now is he has like, it's funny to kill people. It's like no, it's no. just gonna be Comed- people automatically gonna be comedic. Like no, it's gonna make you think so much about like everything in life and everything. It's, like, it's a it's new age horror, which I love. He's literally creating his own genre of horror by doing this. Yes, he is. Which actually, I love the fact that now it's starting to sprinkle out. Like obviously, he's created you know like um, uh, Get Out, and then he did. Um, up, up, wait, up was it? Not up was it? No, like what did you like? Up? I'm like what? <laughs> I want to see you threw me right? off. I'm like that's up. why. What are you talking about? Up? <laughs> yes, he's right. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But like now, I'm starting to see other kind of similar premised movies, like his own, like his own genre of horror, starting to pop up amongst other directors and other writers. Yeah, so remember he, when I told you with the get master. out us, he well he produced um, Candyland, but nope, that's the next one that he's coming out mm-hmm. with. So, and then that's what I'm saying. Now you now there's another one I saw that it's not. I don't think it has anything to do with him, but it's similar in in the style. Yeah, it's called um, Master or something like that. Masters. I I saw the thumbnail, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's similar where it's like about a about um. It might be more heavy-handed than his normal than than stuff that he does. Yeah, but it's literally about a woman who takes on, I guess, the some kind of uh, uh, high-end uh, role as a as a teacher or uh, what do you call it, dean of a school. Oh, okay. And, and they they named that that role as master or something like that. But I guess the school itself has like all these weird little secrets or all these weird how they how they operate or something. Like that. Actually, there was another movie that was similar. I think to that style too, which was I forgot what it's called though, about the lady who was like living in modern age, and all of a sudden she wakes up and she's like in, in like the seventeenth or eighteen hundreds, like as a slave. I forgot the name of it. it. Was it literally came out after after Get Out? Oh, um, 
I don't want to call it. It Ante- wasn't a copy, uh, though. Uh, Annabellum. Yeah. I didn't get to watch it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's with, I forgot who's the actress is in it. But I know I know you were talking about. But yeah, Masters, I'm going to check that. So I guess two. So um, what is it? Adam Sandler's Basketball and then Masters. Yes, please. All right. But let's talk about some top some trailers that we did what get is, to what see. Trailers, what trailers? All right. So the first one, and talking about Jordan Peele, uh, this will be his counterpart to the uh, K. K. Jordan, uh, what's his name? Uh, Keegan Michael K. Okay. Which is The Bubble. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> it's a Netflix special that's coming yeah. out. And this movie mostly revolves around uh, a group of actors or, or, yeah, a group of actors that are coming back together, uh, I guess, in the midst of the a, in the midst of the COVID-19 well, pandemic. Actually, group, I think it's, they, they have their own. Uh, they don't really call it COVID. COVID. They have a, no, no, they did. They, I guess they didn't because they're like, oh, it's influenza, but it's worse. So they, I think they have their own pandemic, but in the, I guess in the synopsis, they say in the midst mm-hmm. of COVID-19 pandemic, a group of actors travel to a closed film set in England to film the sixth installment of a movie of a dinosaur-themed blockbuster franchise for Netflix. Yeah. So it's funny that a, a movie in that's coming out on Netflix <laughs> about actors doing a movie for Netflix. Yeah. And this shit's fucking hilarious. It looked hilarious. I, I thought it was hilarious, especially when I was watching all the details of and I guess it's just they're just going crazy. Like they were yeah. just they're locked in, they can't leave, and they have to do all this stuff and they just start going crazy. And like the, the almost everything's green screen and stuff like that. It was like it was funny. And it's I think it's directed by Judd Apatel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have the cast is pretty good. You have uh Lisa Mann, mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal, Karen Gillian, David Duchovny, Gus Khan, uh, Bender de Cumberbatch. Fred um, Ar- so I, 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 Osterman. He, the one thing is they show him in the trailer. Like, he's not really in the movie. Yeah. Or I guess he's in the movie. He's, but he's a deep fake. He's a deep fake, but I yeah. guess he's really, like, doing it. But I just think it's it, funny. It's, it's a deep fake. It's supposed to be a deep fake, but it's actually him doing it. Yeah, that's funny. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but just that list and Iris, uh, Iris Apatow, which I think is his, I think it's his wife. Mm-hmm. If I'm, mis- I'm not mistaken. No, that's his daughter. Sorry, that's his daughter. So yeah, so that ensemble alone, and it's all, f- and it, I feel like I've been waiting for a Judd Apatow movie because, like, what, uh, 30, 40 year old virgin, uh, knocked up. I love that. I guess I like his type of humor, which is yep. like a little bit crude but funny. But uh, this is gonna be so good. To well, see looks, I was really confused about what about it, then I actually saw the trailer and I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> it looks fucking hilarious. So yeah, that is coming out, and actually it's coming out April 1st on Netflix. Nice. So the next trailer we have was uh, Bullet Train with uh, Brad Pitt, Joey King, um, Aaron Tyler uh, Johnson, Brent Terry, Henry, Andrew Koji, uh, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, and Bad Bunny. <laughs> so this premise is mostly about five assassins that find themselves on a fast-moving bullet train from Tokyo to Morokai uh, with only a few stops in between and they discover their missions are not related to each other. Oh, is that what, what do you mean there? That's, that's supposedly the synopsis of it that they have so far. So, so they just all happen to be in the, the train, but because they see each other, they automatically think there's something... Associated with each other. So they have to kind of work. They have to fight each other, but yet they... They have nothing to, like... <laughs> yeah. 
They all think that okay. So they like because in the trailer it shows like you told me this was an easy mission. There's nothing easy about this mission. Yeah, but I'm guessing it was an easy mission. It just happens to be this one that because in the scene, there's a scene that Bad Blooding comes in and he sees him, and he sees a guy that's like almost like beat up a little bit. He looks a little bit weathered, and he just tries starts fighting Brad Pitt. And and as one scene, uh, Bad Bunny goes, "I'm gonna," I'm, like he he gets in some reference, like "I'm gonna get back to you for what you did to him." He goes, "I don't even know you." <laughs> so right there, I'm like, "Wait, so why is he attacking him?" It's oh man, so that'll be good. It's it's I feel it's gonna be fun and and then you, uh, Brad Pitt, he's always good, but I, I like this fact. I kind of I kind of I, I get the feeling of um, Snitch. No, 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 no. Snitch was more. It, 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 well, maybe a little bit of snitch in the snitch or locks of loose and barrels because they always focus on a specific item. Yeah, and I but, think it's a suitcase that might might everybody think it's, that's what they're going for, but there are different stories with it. True, but the only the reason, no, but looking at the movie, it feels like uh, something aces, um, smoking aces, smoking aces. It feels more the way it feels. It feels more like smoking aces. Yeah, no, definitely. But I feel like it's. I got that feeling. It's almost. A comedic Guy Ritchie, almost like... Oh, if it was Guy Ritchie, pff, I would, <laughs> it would be... I would love it. No, because he's good at doing that. He's good at making, like putting weirdly putting all these people's individual like stories. lines and overlapping each other. Yeah, but in this case, they're really not. Like, they're yeah. So, like, like, the other ones, they, they kind of overlap weirdly. Yeah. But in this one, they're really probably not going to. And that's going to be the, the comedic part or the fun part of it. It's just like they genuinely have nothing to do with each other. Oh, no. Lastly, last uh, trailer that we're going to talk about is actually a comic book movie. And I think it comes from DC, if I'm not mistaken. And this one is with uh, Rosario Dawson, uh, Ben, no, not Ben, sorry. Uh, Let me just pull it up one more time. Benjamin Pratt? Benjamin Pratt. Yes. And this movie is, uh, I guess it feels like it's set with um, in a post-war, it post. It looks like a post-apocalyptic New York. Yes, and it looks good. I, I I got to see it once. I never. I didn't get to like watch it again, and and I've never heard of DMZ. Me neither. And which I love though. I'm excited because I love when I get introduced to new material. Yeah. So, um, so the basis of this movie, I guess, it takes the viewers into a visual landscape of a dangerous and distorted Manhattan, now called uh, Demilitarized Zone (DMZ), caught between forces of the United States of America and the Sectionists of Free States of America. Wow! Yes, that sounds intense. That does sound intense. Oh, I cannot wait to watch that. And it does I cannot wait to watch it and then watch people talk about that. <laughs> so, yeah, so let's see how this, like, I guess it's mostly going to feel like a civil war. But the movie follows Rosario Dawson's character trying to get to her, her son because she mm. lost him in, in the midst of it, um, exiting the DMZ zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes back. It looks like she's trying to go back in. But in the midst of it, she falls into... Uh, every facet of groups or factions that are in within that zone mm-hmm. and they're fighting between and she gets caught in the middle of it. And at one time it looks like she was a little preachy mm-hmm. towards and she was like wearing all white. So I don't know what is that like about what her role is. Yeah. What her role becomes. 
or, or I feel like there's gonna be a or lot. Or maybe over. it was. Then she left because she didn't believe in it, and she. Well, she feels in. like she's part. Like she's a big part of it. So I'm guessing her coming back is gonna gonna ruffle feathers. So that's yeah. the whole point. So you're right. She maybe she was a huge part of whatever happened there, and she left. Uh huh. And now that she's coming back, it's gonna it's cause issues. Cause issue with anybody that took that role that she came into. But it's exciting to see. I I. I I love the fact that one, it's a comic book movie, a comic book TV show that's not up surrounded about a superhero, but more of an idea mm-hmm. and a story like of average people going through an, a an uh, story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be on HBO Max as a series. So the first episode, uh, when I think it says March seventeenth. Wow! Of, so next week. Absolutely, come out with the trailer now. To Throw it out next week like that. I, I I that's what I'm seeing on the date. So it's yeah, March seventeenth is supposedly the first date. And it's a miniseries, so I guess we're just might get So it's gonna be like a limited series again. A I limited series. Awesome. Right. I love those. I'm telling you, I told you this that's the future and I want it to be the future because those are fun. Because those are shows that already have an ending planned. Yeah. So that means that they can go all out. They don't have to try to save characters that are most because how many times have we watched a show that somebody was meant to die, but they won't kill them because, unfortunately, they're very popular? Yeah. So That happened with... Funny enough, and I found... I don't know if you watched Euphoria. Mm. One of the characters, or even... Uh, not Euphoria, but those of you going comedic-wise, uh, was it Parks and Rex? Chris, Chris Pratt's character was supposed to be in five episodes of, of the first season. And they loved him so much that he had a regular role. No, and that's fine. I have nothing against that. It's just or Euphoria. I guess Fez. He was supposed to die off in the first season, mm-hmm. and or he was supposed to come in a few seasons, but the, he became a fan favorite that they kept him on. And then supposedly they were intentionally supposed to spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Euphoria, they were supposed to kill him off in the second season, but they didn't because he became more popular during that break in between. But that's what I mean is like obviously like they wanted to let's say if if the if it's something that had to do with the story, let's say they were supposed to kill that character off to intensify something in the story, but now you have to change it because a pop that's what I'm saying, it's like I wanna hear the story. Those people are just meant to portray the story, but that's why when you have a limited series, it has nothing to do with how the the show's gonna run. It's just hey, listen, this is the story we're gonna tell. And I feel like you tend to have more of a po- like you can have more of a positive outcome if you do it that way. True. But let's see how all these movies and TV shows comes out. Yeah, yeah. And like that, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at from my mom's garage, or email us at f m m g podcast at gmail dot com. Let us know what you thunk think. Don't. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think? Thoughts or concerns or questions for us to answer? As always, tell a friend, send a friend, or bring a friend. See you next week. Later.